guys, uh, you guys like Arby's sandwiches? Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah everybody likes Arby's sandwiches, yeah. don't they? Really? I don't like Arby's sandwiches. <laughs> really? Yeah. That's, that's almost un-American. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to Wolf Tales, the number one podcast here up in Reed Spring. How are you guys doing today? Uh, just good. Fine. Just fine. So, last week we talked about boys basketball and everything from... You know, it was when the school was founded in the 60s, all the way back to, was it the 20s or 30s? I kind of forgot. Well, the district itself dates back into the 20s as, as far as the school system and so on. Of course, uh, one thing you, you've got, uh, Sam, these schools, a lot of times you'll see the, the R4. Yeah. It'll say on school bus reach, bring R4. If it's Galena, it's R2 or yeah. whatever. Anyway, uh, the reorganization of these districts took place back right after World War II in the 40s, and that's when they closed down a lot of the small one-room schools, and uh, they all more or less started coming in to a bigger community. It had uh, a high school, and so what you see, like the R4, that stands for the fourth reorganized district in Stone County. Yep. So they were, like Hurley was one, Galena two, and, and so on down the line, like that. Reach spring number four. So Which officially is our name. A lot of people true. don't realize that. That's true. That's true. Reorganized district number four. Yep. Oh. So, okay. Yeah. Hey, I didn't, I didn't even know that. Stone County. Stone County reorganized district number four. That's right. Oh, That's right. wow. A little, little bit of trivia there, that, <laughs> you know, could, could be used. So, anyway. So last week we talked about boys basketball and, and everything in that sort of nature, and then this week, you know, you guys wanted to talk about um, you guys wanted to talk about girls basketball because after after the podcast episode we were talking about like um, we can talk about it for we can talk about <laughs> basketball for hours. Yeah. Well, here's your time to shine. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, no, I really, I just really want to talk about girls basketball because last week was just so interesting on how like everything kind of pieced together on like how boys basketball came to be and now and and that how Respring wasn't taken so seriously and now we're taking we get taken very seriously. Was that is that the same for girls basketball? Yeah, it, it, it's gone in waves, really. You know, we've had a couple of different groups, as we talked about. And, Jim, you're a whole lot familiar with that, with the first really good group that made state noise, and I am. Well, you know, uh, you're exactly right, Perry. It, it was feast or famine, right. especially uh, over the years. And, uh, of course, the start of girls' basketball and girls' sports uh, in general goes back to the early 70s with, with Title IX. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think we touched on that right at the end last week but uh, uh, I, I remember when uh, girls sports actually started here and, and Kathy Punzel was uh, uh, a girls PE teacher uh, at the time and she was kind of tasked with getting uh, some of these uh, sports going and uh, basketball track were some of the ones they kind of focused on it at first and, and volleyball came along a little later but uh, we were very, very fortunate, uh, late 70s. Kathy uh, had already uh, transitioned into another role by that point, but uh, Lynn Hickey was hired as uh, girls' PE teacher and uh, basketball coach here. And boy, was she ever fortunate. She had uh, uh, four very talented freshmen that came in her first year. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
they formed the core that eventually uh, won two district titles and went to state twice, 78-79, and uh, just a fantastic group to watch. Uh, we talked a little bit about Corey Stone uh, last mm -hmm. week and, and uh, boys, and uh, his mom and dad both uh, graduates here, but his mom uh, played on that team in 78-79 uh, and, and uh, got to go to state. So uh, uh, what a fun group to watch. They really were. Just the evolution of girls' sports in general you were talking about. And, and to show you the timeline, I had not ever seen girls play full court five-on-five five before I came to Missouri in 87 because at that time in Oklahoma, we were still playing three-on-three three half court or what What happened, they use the entire court now, but you were either a forward or a guard and you couldn't go past half court. So in other times, you either played defense all the time or offense all the time, and you could not go. And as a matter of fact, at that time, only two states in the nation had it, Oklahoma and Iowa. Right. Oklahoma moved about three years later and then took about ten years and Iowa went. Now everybody's doing the same thing, but it was a totally new game for me to get used to. Oh, yeah, it uh, very much was, and uh, uh, for a lot of folks, uh, that's the way uh, it was. Mm -hmm. uh, even going back, uh, oh, they would uh, sometimes have a, a girls' team. It really wasn't under Misha at that time, but going back into the 40s and 50s, and, and be almost like you'd just get up a team of uh, boys or girls, for that matter, <laughs> go, go play another school. But... Um, Anyway, uh, that's the way the girls were set up, right? And uh, just exactly what you're describing. And and I remember the first time my dad watched uh, girls play. And he'd say, "Well, what are they doing out there? They're playing boys' rules." I thought you were going to bring me to. <laughs> <get him here. laughs> they were on opposite ends of the court like that, but uh, it it was fun to watch. You know, when when that transition made. And uh, talking about Oklahoma and Iowa. Uh, Heidi Muller, who uh -huh. teaches for us now, and of course she was an uh, integral part of that uh, first Lady Bears group uh, from Missouri State in the early uh, 90s, uh, went to Final Four. Uh, Heidi, uh, she grew up, you know, in Iowa uh, with that and experienced uh, some of that at the time. I remember she and I were talking about, you know, the history of that. So. Uh, yeah, there's been a lot of change. <laughs> yeah, and you, you know, and, and as Jim was talking about, there were strong times and lean times, and boy, we had one of those losing streaks here that that we were starting to wonder if it would ever come to an end, and it, and it was one of those things where. We would always get one or two talented kids, but we could never get them all at the same time. And, um, you know, and one of the more talented that, that, that ever played here actually is an administrator in our district. Right. Now, Andrea Blevins was, was a heck of a player. Yes, she was. But unfortunately, she she had a lot of nice girls that played along with her, just <laughs> did not have near that talent. You know, we used to joke that the talent was – Throw the ball in, get it to half court if you can, yeah. give the ball to Andrea and get out of the way. Yeah, 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 yeah. She nice. wasn't afraid to go to the basket. And, uh, yeah, I think probably her sophomore and junior yeah. seasons were the ones that we didn't win a game. And uh, yeah. part of that, of course, you're, you're playing Republic or, or somebody like that, and it 
it's tough. But. Yeah, I covered one, and unfortunately, that's one one of the games I really remember going up to cover a game at Republic, and we actually played it in the back gym because for some reason we get to use the main gym. I think the guys may have been playing or whatever, and right. and, and I mean we're talking like one hundred two to twenty or something like that. It was it it was bad. Now now albeit it was opposites. You know, Republic was in their heyday of mm-hmm. of winning their multiple right. state championships mm-hmm. in a row, but right. but there were there were a lot of teams that were close to that. I mean, Marshfield was starting to go through sure. a string around that time yeah. too. Uh, Nixa was just starting to build, but they were starting to come around, and it was one of those things where, again, we talked about the strength of the guys' conference last year. The girls' conference in basketball may have been better team-wise. It it very well uh, could have been because there were really some good girls' teams uh, in Central Ozark Conference at that time. Yes. And uh, and there had been some good ones in the Green County League when, when we were uh, in that because uh, several, oh, from Fairgrove, uh, Nixa, uh, some of those uh, schools up around Springfield that went on and played uh, Missouri State or, or some other uh, colleges in the area. So, uh, yeah, girls basketball in southwest Missouri has always been strong. And people come out and uh, and support it. But then there's been times where we've had some special years and had some special groups come together and uh, and go. And you know the uh, I guess a couple of different groups that that, that we can remember come through. And one of them unfortunately lost two games all year, <laughs> and it was mix of both times. <laughs> Both times, uh, and you're talking about the uh, uh, 2000. Well, it'd be 99, 2000 yep. team, and mm-hmm. uh, uh, we were so very fortunate to have the Howard triplets uh, in here at that time, and we already had some good talent uh, coming uh, up as juniors and seniors. Uh, but then when you added uh, those three girls, and as talented as they were, it just automatically uh, transformed us into a, a state contender. Uh, there's no doubt in my mind, uh, Perry, as I look back, and you mentioned the two Nixa games, and I think we lost to them, oh, I want to say somewhere between five and ten points mm-hmm. you know, both times. I think we lost eight in district championship game at, uh, at Republic. But um, that was the state title game. Right yeah, there. and they had the uh, oh Wolford girl. Yes, that ended up going to yes. University of Missouri. Yes, Terry Ann Wolford, and I think she probably was the difference, you know, with uh, uh, that particular team because uh, we could match up with them uh, in the other uh, positions, but it was just really hard, you know, to uh, guard against Terry Ann, and and uh, you know I think that's one thing that that, that hurt us, but. Uh, uh, but what a special uh, group. Uh, just really enjoyed watching them play. And, and then the following year, uh, as you know, we uh, uh, got into the state tournament. Mm-hmm. The triplets were uh, seniors. And uh, uh, had uh, Holly Dore and uh, Allison Regeer. Uh, what a special afternoon. Yeah. Um, I, I. Uh, but oh, she was a little bit older though. She was with that first group that went through. Oh yeah, Becky, 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 Becky I, I uh-huh. and uh, Joy Door. Yep, uh, had uh, been part of the group the year before, and they had graduated. And uh, and boy, we had the depth at that, uh, especially that, that first group. Oh yeah. gosh, 
that first group. Uh, the the next year, when triplets were seniors, uh, we lost all that depth. A lot of them graduated, but uh, uh, oh my, we could. Uh, you know, you get somebody in foul trouble and you had very capable replacements to bring in <laughs> to give them a break and hopefully get to the point where you could get them back in there. But, uh, yeah, that was fun to watch. I, I think one of the uh, most memorable games to me when, when you talk about that, uh, we played Marshfield uh, down here actually on a Saturday afternoon. And it was when we had Joy and Becky and, and mm-hmm. a group of seniors. But uh, uh, they were coming off uh, a kind of a busy week. They'd won the tournament at Lebanon, and this was a makeup game. And so, uh, you know, it wasn't a big crowd. But uh, we wound up uh, actually turbo-clocking them, yep. uh, beat them by uh, over 30 points. And, you know, they were tired, but... Uh, uh, gee whiz, I remember one time Katie just stood at the uh, out-of-bounds line at one end of the floor and just threw the ball just like a quarterback all the way down <laughs> to Allison. She goes in for the two points, and Marshfield didn't even know, you know, what hit him yep. at that time. So, uh, you know, that that was really a, a fun group to watch. And that year before, the year after, we played at Marshfield, and uh, when we were first starting to get recognition, they were they were still the dominant yeah. things. We actually started with a technical. They came out and ran underneath their own yeah. basket, trying yeah. to do this little intimidation yeah. thing, yeah. and and uh, lost an overtime game there. That yeah. was a yeah. that was a that that was a tough one. But and you mentioned the. Uh, you mentioned the uh, triplets, and, 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 and all of them were special. And, you know, Katie went on to multiple-time All-American at College of the Ozarks and nice. one, of the, one of the best players to ever play there. Uh, but Allison, Allison to this day, in my opinion, you know, this is one guy's opinion, <laughs> is the greatest female athlete to ever come through this school wow. because she could do it all. I, I would agree with you, Perry and uh, Dale Gilchrist, and I have uh, talked about uh, her over the years uh, in that regard. Uh, uh, Dale said uh, to me one time, well, uh, I figure uh, this is my one division, one athlete mm-hmm. <laughs> that I get to coach. Uh, and, uh, you know, it it it's when you get somebody that can play at that level, you know they're just so special. And uh, of course, she uh, was not only good in in uh, basketball, but was standout volleyball track track. I mean, yeah, any any sport really uh, that you could name, but uh, uh, just really had had all the tools uh, to be outstanding. And uh, uh, Linda and I. Uh, got to watch her later on when she uh, went to Drury. Uh-huh. You know, she started out college uh, uh, Charleston. Charleston uh-huh. yeah, D1. And then uh, eventually transferred, came back, and was part of one of those Lady Panther teams that... Uh, that went to the national yeah, championship yeah. game and lost. Yeah. And, and, and to show you, I got to, uh, you know, we got I got to know Nyla Millison a lot better uh-huh. the last year because yeah. she was the athletic director over at Hollister and was a coach of that team. And so and I brought up, and, and we talked about it a little bit, and she talked about all the athletes she coached. And mm-hmm. she talks about her being one of the greatest all-around athletes. And, and when you take a look at some of the ladies that that nyla has coached oh my. that 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 lets you know what kind of class we're talking about you know because she coached at 
at Glendale, mm-hmm. at Drury, mm-hmm. at Missouri State, at George Washington. So mm-hmm. multiple D1 programs, sure. probably one of, if not the best, D2 program in the nation, and then at that time a very good high school. So oh, she's sure. seen a lot. Yes, she has, and uh, I'm glad you shared that because, uh, you know, that means a lot coming from somebody uh, like her. And, uh, yeah, it uh, we've we've been pretty fortunate, Sam, that we've had, uh, you know, some uh, outstanding female athletes. Right. I, I just wish that we'd had a, a lot more, you know, <laughs> some gaps in there. But uh, and, and even later on, you know, uh, around the time that Autumn uh, Flaw, Flaw uh-huh. and uh, a lot of that group, there were some good uh, uh, kids in there. And, uh, you know, it, uh, it does. It goes in cycles, uh, you know, over time. But, uh, uh, but it's interesting how, you know, we've, we've really been up. You know, at times, and then we'll we'll kind of take a nose dive, and eventually we'll build back up. And but I think that's just the way a lot of uh, uh, a lot of sports go. You know, uh, and it has again. You wait, you wait to classes, and you know, unfortunately, we're we're at that time where we're trying to rebuild it again now. And and what makes it tougher is our numbers are down as well. Yeah. So it's almost like a double whammy. You're already talent-wise at a level that you're trying to improve, but on top of that, you have less kids to pick from, and it's just making it tougher. But I mean, they're getting the work done. I tell you, I've, I've, you know, I keep up with them in social media a a whole lot more than I get to see them live in the summer. But man, they have been working. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you know, she is doing what she can to uh, build a program here again, or to rebuild. I guess would be the correct word. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it it can be a challenge, but uh, you know, I'm sure that uh, the effort's going to be put in to to bring that about. So yeah, it uh, it'd be great. And uh, but uh, yeah, we um, uh, uh, we've been very fortunate, uh, as say over the years, and and. you know, it's uh, uh, been interesting, uh, at least for me, to trace all of that back. And, and, <laughs> yes. Uh, you know, uh, one individual I happen to think of that uh, didn't want to forget, uh, uh, Jim Bell, when he was coach here in the 80s, uh, really had some good athletes mm-hmm. and teams, but uh, that kind of goes back to uh, what you're talking about with the, the classes and uh, you know having to go up against a republic or an ozark or <laughs> somebody like that uh you know we could hold our own in the green county league uh but uh, when we got up into uh, the district play it it made it tough uh, there was uh, one of the uh, lady bears uh, from the late 80s and early 90s uh, played at fair grove charity shira mm-hmm. And uh, I could remember her uh, lighting up the <laughs> gym, you know, with points and, and everything at that time. But, uh, you know, we could uh, we could play with teams like that, you know, uh, where you had maybe one, two uh, individuals who were strong. But when you got a team that had a lot of depth, uh, kind of like we had later on when the triplets came to Reed Spring, it, it just made it tough for us at that time. But... Uh, but Bell had a couple of years in there, I think, uh, long about uh, 86, when Shannon Hembry played and Arla Ayers and, and some of that group, Bobby Phelan. Um, 
those uh, teams were good. I think they won 17, 18 ball games, uh, something like that. But it made it tough. <laughs> it did. When you got to that district, so you know it's uh, uh, one of those things. So. You know, one thing I wanted to touch on before we get out here is more of an event than it is an individual, and uh, you were a big part of it for a number of years. Uh, we had the Reed Spring Invitational Tournament, and it was one of those tournaments. It was a, it was one, it was one of the mid-year tournaments, mid to late year, about three quarters of the way through the season normally, and it attracted some some very very special ladies that mm-hmm. that played here over the years. At one time, it was one of the preeminent girls tournaments in Southwest Missouri. Oh wow. It, it really was. Uh, Lynn Hickey had started that tournament uh, way back in the 70s. In fact, I would say before we eventually ended it, it was probably the oldest mm-hmm. uh, girls' tournament in southwest Missouri because she mm-hmm. had started that about 76 or 77, somewhere along in there. And uh, we just kept it going through uh, lean times and good times. Uh, but yeah, uh, that period of time you're talking about in there when we had uh, the Howard Triplets and Joy and Becky and all of them, uh, uh, there were some <laughs> fun games to watch. Where well, they were, I mean, and, and it was teams like, oh shoot, Branson came almost until the very end, but yep. Branson was in it. Ozark, Nixa, Republic when they were on yeah. their streak, and and just different times, different people. But it was also kind of a chance because. For a long time, we, we know about the blue and gold, and eventually the pink and white came around. But this was one of the few places where maybe you could see that small school, big school thing, because sure. yeah. a lot of places kept that from happening. But that that was my first time to see that, to see the little school get a chance to play. A big, right. Now, most of the time, we know the big school comes out winning, right. but every now and then... That special thing would come on, and you would be able to see that upset, and to be able to see it here, and actually, we, you know, first over there before we moved yeah. over to this gym. Yeah. Well, and uh, you're right. Back during the '80s, uh, and that goes back to some of those teams that Jim Bell had mm-hmm. uh, in there. Forsyth and Ash Grove were, yes. were very, very good. And uh, now Ozark and Republic were in that tournament, but they did not have the strength at that time that they that they were able to later on the sustained strength. Right. Yes, in the nineties. And uh, uh, boy, Forsyth and Ash Grove, uh, they could bring in some uh, ladies that were really good, and uh, uh, was really fun to to watch them. And and we could uh, play with them as well. And I don't think we ever won that tournament during that uh, time frame, uh, but we finished third a couple of times, Mm -hmm. and and so, uh, you know, we felt good about uh, being able to do that. But, yeah, that uh, period of time there, uh, long about 99, 2001, and through there, uh, we had some good games down here, and we won that tournament a couple of times, too. So So that was always... uh always fun times it really was yeah 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 yeah, it really was so you know but uh how are we doing on time sam yeah we're still doing good you know with with everything that you guys were able to experience and enjoy um you know how how much money would you pay to like relive the best boys basketball (laughs) moments or the girls basketball moments here at the school because i had this talk with my friends not for basketball but like for in general because i was on i was on my phone and this like little like little tweet or something popped up on my phone and it said how much would you pay for the coolest montage of all of your friends 
in one little video thing, and I, I was like, I would pay millions of dollars <laughs> to see that. <laughs> there, there's no amount of money that I wouldn't pay to, you know. Yeah, there's things you can't necessarily, like you said, you can't put a money amount on, but this, this just the special times, you know, uh, to see Dale Gilchrist back on the yeah. sideline, yeah. you know, just, just different little things like that, you know, and we talked about Allison. Yeah. I mean, I'd love to see Allison run up and down that court and one oh, more wow. time, <laughs> you know, whatever the case may be. Yeah, that's an interesting question. That's uh, one I've not really considered before, but I don't know if there's enough money in the world to <laughs> be able to uh, actually pay to to do that again yeah uh, you know it uh, uh yeah that would would really be special and i would agree we've we've had some people that you know i can still picture them and in, in my head you know and and doing things but uh, uh you know to actually be able to to experience that again boy that would be great oh yeah, yeah. and we'll talk we're, and we're going to talk about volleyball on a different sure, yeah, a different cast yeah. but boy there's some some special ladies that played that sport and uh, softball and stuff but um and, and again we, we talk about the gaps and but whether it's girls whether it's guys whether it's coaches or players yeah. this is a uh it's this is a special place and yeah. you know it's one of the reasons that you know for years i didn't even live in this district but no no one knew it because i just came so close <laughs> Close to and over right, here. Yeah. Of course, I've been able to to exchange that to them, and actually, you know, taken on quite a bit here at the school. And it is a, uh, it's a, just to get people to talk back. And these things have been fun the last few weeks, just us sitting here talking about yeah. just just the old times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and uh, it's good to kind of sit and do something like this because you do tend to forget sometimes. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, you'll bring up something, and then I'll think. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, we don't want to forget that, and uh, mm-hmm. I know it kind of works the other way too. So, right. Uh, but uh, we've we've had some fun with it, and look <laughs> forward to some more fun. Too. Of course, of course. Yeah. What do you what do you think next season's going to look like for girls basketball? Yeah. <sighs> it, 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 They've got there's going to be some work ahead of them. We're going to say, say um, <laughs> okay. you know, and okay. one of the people we didn't recognize or we didn't mention there um, was Jade. You know, Jade, oh, Jade yeah, Watson yeah, yeah. just graduated this last year, and Jade, in a lot of instances, was you know a lot like Andrea in the sense that she was at this level and is and did not have the whether it was the talent or the experience to mix with that talent to go, yeah, to go yeah, with yeah. her and so it was a lot different and and you know she was able to to go out and recruit some other athletes that weren't necessarily basketball players to come out and mm-hmm. and leave their main sport or, or, or all <laughs> participate in addition to their main sport to come out and play as well but it was a thing so th- it's going to be first it's going to take the girls used to getting to play without jade being on the floor as yeah. well but like i said i have been impressed with the offseason and what they're doing and the way they're the way they're working right mm-hmm. now so i think there is an opportunity there to surprise some people mm-hmm. in the upcoming season i think that to that putting kind of a win total expectation on them would be would be unfair to them mm-hmm. but i think that there is a there's a chance there that they that they will surprise and uh, i just look forward to seeing yeah, what they I, can develop yeah, i see huge potential of, yeah like of course um so last year i made i had the opportunity to make uh, two sport promos. I made a football promo video mm-hmm. and I made a basketball promo video. Now, I don't know if you guys have seen any of them, um, but this year that I was offered to do a 
a football one, a basketball one, a volleyball one, and yeah. a baseball one, and a great. wrestling one. Good. Great. Five promos in one year. I'm pretty that excited. It'll, yeah, it'll be fun. So, so hopefully this year we can we can all see like the potential and because you'll you'll be. Um, Football announcing, right? You'll be uh-huh. go, yeah. I'll be doing yeah, something I'll, at all those sports. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, we'll all be down there, and it'll just be a great time. You know, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited to do all these promos because last year I did, I did the the football promo, uh-huh. and when I, when I released it out to the public, I went on vacation that day as well. Uh-huh. And so, like, I was getting a bunch of, like, text messages saying, hey, where are you? We want to say thank you. This is great. Everyone's like hyped up. Everyone's ready to go because this was like, um, this was like near like the game with Hollister. Uh huh. So everyone was just like, like, like everyone was like going at it, and I was like, I'm not even there. <laughs> yeah. So we'll you know we'll see how um, we'll see how these uh, promo videos do. Hopefully they'll do better than even last time. Sam, you bring up, uh, if we've got enough time here, to another, another quick story, but sure. uh, uh, you bring up something, uh, uh, and this has been interesting to me over the years, talking about getting the crowd hyped up and, mm-hmm. and the pregame uh, rituals that uh, everybody goes through. And, uh, of course, way back in the days before we had all this technology, uh, you know, teams just went out and they all put their hands kind of in the middle of a circle. Yeah, yeah. And let's go, let's go, let's go. You know, that's <laughs> what everybody did. Yeah, thought, yeah, yeah. I couldn't even, the first time I saw that when I was in elementary school, I thought, what in the world is that? <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, uh, you know, that was all that was done. Nobody announced any starters. There was nothing, you know, and then eventually right. it got to the point where you announced the starters. Well, that was a pregame deal. And then, of course, we eventually added the band, the, you know, all the mm-hmm. music and that kind of thing. And, and uh, uh, now with the, the video technology, I don't think I go to a game anymore that there's not some kind of a video yeah, somewhere and, along the way. Okay. It's, it's really and one of the exciting thing we did. We actually we start COVID kind of put a little wrench in it. But uh, what we what we've done and what we hopefully to move back to this year is we'll take highlights from my halls from a few years ago. We send them to him and his cohorts. They put <laughs> they add, they add the video to it, and it has just. Uh, that they take the uh, lowness of my voice and make it look exciting and, <laughs> and and get everybody up and that usually plays just before kickoff and yeah. it's just a yeah, it, yeah, it, yeah. it just kind of adds to the uh, the hype video things yeah. you know it's kind of a short thing to build them up for the ultimate season one that he's going to be able to release yeah, so. yeah. I cannot yeah. wait I, I looked at the schedule and I was like I'm gonna be busy but <laughs> uh, I'll be I'll be happy for it I'll be excited. Anyway, gentlemen, we are out of time for this episode of Wolf Tales. I appreciate you both coming on for another episode. And if you guys would like to hear my voice, hi, my name is Sam Avers. I'm a YouTuber and I make content. I also do uh, pr- professional photography and videography. Uh, so please go to my Instagram, Samuel underscore Avers, or go to my YouTube channel, Samuel Avers, or Samuel Clay, if you want to see more professional work for the school. I've also done work for Dolly Parton and the school as well. Thank you once again, guys, for listening. Also, check out our other podcast here on the Respring Wolf CB podcast on Spotify. This is Wolf Tales. <laughs> <laughs>